0: Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah Levon, And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work but don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life. Trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy
1: Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. We have some news that I don't know if we've told anybody yet. (laughs) But this is our last episode of season one. (laughs) You made that sound so positive. (laughs)
0: We have some you know, news! Yay! We're about to peace out.
1: <laughs> for how long? Not that long. It's really not going to be that long. A couple weeks.
0: We're just taking a little breather,
1: reevaluating, yeah. giving everyone time to catch up on all the episodes.
0: Yeah, there's a lot,
1: and um, we'll be back with a fun and exciting season too. But we wanted to kind of share that, share some things we've been doing and learning, and we had a fun week this last week. We went to Palm Springs for our second annual bundle birth retreat. It was really fun because we got to not only go again, the same house, the same week, but we each doubled in size and we had Yay. a bigger team, which was really exciting. We got to meet two of our mentors in person, Jess and Carly, if you are listening and, or if you have them as mentors, we got to meet. That was really fun. Meeting internet friends is weird though, because like, you feel like you know them. Yeah. And then when you meet, it's like, well, don't we know each other, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. Like, it feels like, Oh, I didn't know that about you. And I should, but I shouldn't because I don't actually know sure. you, but I know you for sure. I speaking of the internet weird. I was on the unit the
1: other day and this girl, <laughs> I don't know her. I just know her from the internet and she's in the waiting room. And I, I know that her sister was, um, a patient and I, cause I helped her sister, but I don't, her sister doesn't know me, but I know that she's the sister of this girl. And like, how do you girl know walks that out from of the, the internet? Room. Well, cause like social media and stuff, when we went to the same high school, but they don't know me oh, and the girl walks out of the waiting room, the one that I do follow. And I was like, hi. And she was like, hi. And like in <laughs> a second, I was like, oh, she just thinks of being like a friendly nurse and not like someone that stalks you on the internet. Internet is weird. Um, but we had a great time. Sarah is really intentional with anything she does, if you've noticed about anything we do at Bundle Birth. And so we always have like planned sessions and planned learning sessions and morning meditations and really trying to get out of our head. And it was a great time. And Brian, if you're listening to this, Brian was an amazing host as well. And he just took care of us all week and it was just really lovely. So one thing that we focused on, though, the theme of the week was fascia, which was really interesting, the theme, but now it makes sense. Like when mm-hmm. you said it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> but you guys will get it. And we're in fashion land, especially Sarah, because that is going to be a very big component of Cancun. And Sarah has been doing a lot of work in that. And if you've come to our physiologic birth class, I feel like most of our evals in mm-hmm. the next class to teach they're like fascia 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 teach on fascia and so are like oh, or like mind blown
0: right literally fascia.
1: <laughs> yes yes or like their word at the end is like fascia like they just right. like <laughs> could not believe it and it is an amazing thing and I will say that I got to practice some techniques that Sarah taught us on my husband yesterday and he was not a believer and now he is so that was cool. That's he was awesome like, I don't know what you're doing. What are you talking about? Your hands are obviously moving. I was like, they're not moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some so, kind of crazy voodoo hand magic. Right. Basically what we did. That's totally <laughs> so, real and physiologic. Yes. So
1: on the topic of fascia, Sarah is going to lead us into a little how we can relate fascia to our life and clinical experiences.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we were talking about how, how to end the season, like there's, you know, it's like so much pressure. <laughs> There's a lot like of how, how do we like land the plane <laughs> for the, for the se- I say the season, the year though, it's really, truly the year of 2022. And, um, I think what I love about fascia and what's what it's teaching me in my personal life and in my professional life is that there's so much application clinically. And then there's also so much metaphor here interpersonally. And so that's sort of why we landed here. Plus it's like one of those like very interesting things. If you haven't been a physiologic birth, your mind will be blown through the little session that we do on fashion. It probably takes up, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the class, but it really truly is one. It's going to be a huge component of Cancun. And I, I could now begin to teach on fascia for hours and hours and hours, because there's just a lot of new. And for us as nurses, I think it's easy to think that we know all the things And like, oh, we're in like we're in the—is it the twenty first century? I have no idea. How do you say that? It sounds so good when it comes out my mouth. But is it the twenty first century, right? Because it's I don't know. Twenty one? Because it's twenty. No, whatever. We're in like a land of advanced technology. (laughs) We're really smart. It's also (laughs) the morning, so bear with us. (laughs) And that we should know, and like, wow, we can save lives. We can you know, beat the heart outside the body or you know, all the all the crazy things that we can do and that we know, but also there's still so much that we don't know and that is coming to light. One of those being fascia. So if you don't know what fascia is, let me give you just like a quick little teaser. If you want more, come to physiologic birth, but really come to Cancun because there will be some hands-on techniques that we work on. In Cancun, everyone, I can picture everyone like at the pool trying to release each other. You know,
1: that's so awesome. But can they be, they have to be dry though.
0: True. But that's where the towels come in. It's true. And like sunscreen, just do it in your rooms. I don't know. I just can, I like, everyone's (laughs) going to be touching each other and being like, I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, fascia is one body system that connects every single bone structure organ down to the cellular level in our bodies. When I, like, if you think back to nursing school or when you're learning about anatomy physiology of the body, like like, I think about the fact that we hear that like, we're 70% water. And like, I remember thinking that and going like, where's the water, right?
1: No, totally. Eric yesterday it was like, so basically like, it's just like, you're telling me
0: that you're moving water. Like, I guess so. Yeah. Sort of water with like collagen elastin in it, but like yes. the water slash ground substance is makes up and pads our every cell muscle fiber. It surrounds all of it. And it's one singular connected system that helps us communicate to one another. It helps us glide in space and not be so stiff. It helps us move our way through life. It helps us sense our environment. It helps us with our nervous systems um, it helps us connect with what's going on. It is where our trauma is stored physiologically. If you've read everyone, I feel like I read this book like probably 10 years ago, and no one knew what it was when I was like all hyped and talking about it. But now I feel like everyone knows the book, The Body Keeps the Score. You know, I've never read it. I have it on audiobook and I have it on physical books. So you need to just I steal it be- from me. It's it's a lot about um like military work, like a lot of trauma and actually the like study of trauma really originated through working with veterans Mm. and finding that those with PTSD in particular, which is trauma in general, whether they have full-blown diagnosed PTSD or whatnot, that they found that like the body actually carries the trauma, that there are physical sensations. That's where like you have a pit in your stomach, like that's a physical symptom of anxiety, which in theory is like happening in your brain, but how is there a connection from the mind to the gut, et cetera? It's all being communicated through the fascia. The fascia is so incredibly interconnected to all of it. It's also the second most sensitive to pain in our body, which is where sort of got me going with Cancun because the topic, the topic of Cancun is physiologic coping. So if we have discomfort in our body, if you have a knot in your back, you're actually not, it's not the muscle fibers. It's the fascia surrounding every muscle fiber that is knotted up or that you feel discomfort with. You wake up in the morning, you're feeling stiff. You're like crickety crickety until you start moving. You do a little bit of like Stretch, you listen to your body and like move it around, and all of a sudden you're more flexible, you have less discomfort, etc. What you're doing is you're waking up the fascia because it is equally parts solid as it is liquid. Our bodies are meant to glide, they're meant to stretch, they're meant to be able to maneuver through this world. But what happens throughout life is we create routines and systems. We don't move our bodies in certain ways. Um, that's also where exercise is a huge component of healthy fascia. But, um, so we don't, we stop moving in, in many ways. Like think about the different little micro movements of even like a face of a baby, right? They like, if if I started like on my face, you'd be like, what's wrong with her face. Whereas I'm conditioned to kind of stick to my routines. Um, and that, that alone can cause the fascia to kind of get stuck and whatnot. But then we have physical trauma. We have emotional trauma, all of which is affected by our fascia. You think about also a newborn and their flexibility, like they have like Gumby legs, like their legs that can go over their heads and like, no one, no one, like, you're not going to like overstretch a newborn unless you really do like something crazy. And that is how our bodies are meant to function. And so if you have restriction anywhere, it's likely originating in the fascia. And so if you can release that fascia, release that restriction, or even scars, scars are, or adhesions are just fascia trying to protect yourself. Remember, if it's like a this 3D web through every area of our bodies, it's going to surround our blood vessels, our nerves. and if it's tied up or caught up or traumatized, it may squeeze the blood vessels, you may have decreased sensation because of nerves tingling, et cetera. It's also like have you ever had like a knot in your shoulder blade and then like my left arm is just like my fingers are tingling.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And then you like, somehow you no longer have that knot and like your fingers can feel again. Yeah. It makes sense. Like that's, that's fascia. So when I
1: think of my C-section scar and like when I'm sick and I'm coughing really hard, like it hurts Mm -hmm. my C-section scar. So
0: I'm assuming there's tied up fascia. Oh, 100%. Anytime you make an incision and this is where like you know, I think we think, Oh, like no big deal with C-section. We know there's risks. If you look at the morbidity, mortality of a C-section, like the numbers are, are wild on that. But also if you think about from a fascial perspective, that there is regardless going to be layers of the body healing itself, creating dense fascia, there, density, um, uh, Stuckness, like less, like even just moving the skin around. Try moving a skin around one of your scars, and compare mm-hmm. it to somewhere nearby that doesn't have a scar. It's gonna be restricted. Do you think there's anything? And we might edit this out. If this is such a silly question. But
1: is there is there any reason that this is why it's better better to tear naturally versus an episiotomy? Like could fascia be a yes. part of that? Yes. It's really interesting. I don't know if
0: I can fully explain that, but from everything I'm learning it, 100% makes sense. Mm. Um, because also the fascia then is stretching, you know, and it's meant to stretch all over our bodies. Um, and that goes into even our brains. The dura mater is a fascial plane. Um, the respiratory diaphragm is entirely fascia. Um, the pelvic bowl, has this fascial component of structure and also fluidity so that there's movement, right? Think about that with our respiratory diaphragm. So anyway, I could go on and on and on. That's sort of the idea behind fascia. Um, but in there, there's collagen and elastin fibers. They allow us to be stretchable. If you take your hands on your skin, touch your skin, and just stretch your skin to its max. Um, two hands or fingers apart and kind of stretch it. Like your skin only moves so much, right? And you hit this barrier of resistance that is stretching those collagen, elastin fibers and the ground substance, which is like the water or like kind of gelatinous fluid surrounding like in the, well, surrounding everywhere, but in your body that the goal then is that you need a release. If there's fascia that is tied up, I'm going to say, or, um, restricted that you can manually release those, um, that like fascial restriction through intention and touch and connection and, um, particular technique. And we're going to learn some of that in Cancun, which is really fun. And we did all weekend. And I will say that like, to me, it's the concept is hard to grasp, but the actual release, like when you get it, it's like, oh, anybody can do this. You know, uh, mm-hmm. now mind you, everybody can't do this because you actually need a license to touch in order to release fashion. Because we're RNs, we can do this. So, um, That's so pretty cool. Yeah, very exciting. So, let me so now that you kind of have like a foundation, when we talk about the release, there's some technique things there and some considerations to pay attention to. So, I will talk about that. But I want you to because you're not going to like you would need to come to Cancun or go to a workshop and like actually practice this stuff to really get it. But I, I think the concepts are really important for life. And this ended up being our theme through retreat and what I personally am being challenged by in my life at all times. And so some of the technique kind of uh, rules of thumb are one that prior to touching a patient or prior to releasing anything, there's this element of intention. That is important that if you just throw your hands on the patient, like, er, go into it, that you, one, you're going to miss it. And two, you're not going to be as effective. And so for the first lesson for all of us is, is this idea of just a added layer of awareness and presence. If we go back to whatever episode that was, I cannot remember which one, do you know which one I'm talking about? You are. No,
1: which one? I don't know if I'm the hand on the
0: door. Which episode was that? No, somebody Help us out. You're gonna have to like listen back, but if you remember, I think it might have been the one where we talk about the importance of our jobs. Where like my challenge was before maybe you, number eleven. Why our job matters. Why our job matters. So try it first of all. You need to listen to that one because that one to me like we could repeat and just throw in as our final episode is mm-hmm. like you need to listen to this again. But the challenge was to prior to entering the door to pause and symbolically just touch the door frame and say to yourself. I am connected. I'm choosing to be present here and I will give my best to this patient. I will believe them. I will listen to them. I will call them by name, sort of like whatever that mantra is. But the idea is that I am going to apply myself regardless who sits behind that door. I am going to give them my best. I'm going to treat them like the beautiful human that they are. I'm not going to write their story and I'm going to give them the best care that I possibly can helping them advocate for themselves and advocating for them when necessary. And so I think it's important for us to kind of revisit that challenge because to me, as simple as it is, I, if imagine, imagine if we all did that, the impact that it could have on
1: 2023 goals. Yeah. Cause that's crazy. Mm -hmm. the idea of the impact.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and how often like so many of our mistakes or so many of like the concerns are a lack of just paying attention to the human that's in front of you, you know, and not asking questions about the look on their face or not respecting them for who they are or how different they are from you. So that in the same way with fascia is sort of the same challenge that like, you have to be present. That if you are distracted, that like, especially as you're learning the technique, there is such subtle movement, this like very, and you can speak to this, Justine, because you just, you're fresh to this. There's this like intention and like, it requires such intense focus. I usually tell people to close their eyes. Like I can't really feel much unless my eyes are closed. So you have to be present in that moment. And you have to enter the space as the practitioner with the intention of love and connection and, um, uh, lack of agenda kind of,
1: you know, too, I think body mechanics are super important and you know, you want, you know, cause you're going to be there a minute and you'll talk about that. But I'm thinking too, even with intention, you also want to like go in having taken care of yourself. So if you have to pee, mm-hmm. like, go pee mm-hmm. first, If you're super thirsty, if you're super hungry, like prepare yourself to be able to have good intention. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And like pay attention to yourself first in those body mechanics before you ever lay hands, you know, and that's that self-care component of the metaphor. I hope you're catching here of like, I am going to be less effective if the bed is not high enough, if I'm wearing the wrong shoes and if my bladder's full.
1: Totally. Or I'm really irritated or like, you just need to take a couple breaths, take a second for yourself
0: and like set it aside.
1: They deserve Um, your best self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I love that sort of, that is the technique for fascial release. And then also the metaphor for our lives in how we enter our patient's room. And then you lay your hands, obviously with consent. And as you lay your hands, there is this motion of lay and wait, allow the tissues to sink to that piezoelectric layer slash like to the fascial layer. And then when you're connected, you begin to move. And so I think there's like, there's a million ways that I could go with this. My brain is like kind of exploding because I think that's so beautiful. But as you're laying hands, whether physically or emotionally on your patients or in your life, that that connection is the prerequisite for any kind of movement, any kind of impact, any kind of actual treatment that has lasting impact. And that's the thing with myofascial release. There are people that get released in certain areas of their body and it fixes them in one treatment, you know? Um, and sometimes like depending on how deep the, the wound goes that you need a lot of releases. My tailbone, I went into my very first uh, class cause I've done uh, six days of all-day classroom training with like the experts in this. I've traveled for it um, in order to learn and bring this back to you and apply it to our practice. I went into the first day of the the fascia pelvis class with excruciating tailbone pain, and I fell. I went snowboarding like a year ago, and ever since my tailbone has not been the same. It's crazy. And by the end of the class, I had no tailbone pain to this day. Depending on how I sit for long enough, I might start to have some discomfort. But in the past, I could like squeeze my butt cheeks at any moment and elicit discomfort.
1: Oh. And right now
0: I'm squeezing my butt cheeks and <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> so, what about back pain too? Cause you
1: got oh, in yeah. a car accident. Is that better?
0: I didn't go in with back pain. Like my back pain mm-hmm. has been mild to like there's Burn certain it. things that trigger, yeah, that trigger it. But um I mean, yeah, in theory. I don't have any back pain and I've been released a whole lot in the last two Mm -hmm, months. mm -hmm. So anyway, I think that for all of us to understand that, that our intention, our presence is the prerequisite to the release and the release being whatever we want to move in our lives. Um, and for us this weekend at retreat, it was the release of what's coming next for bundle birth. Where do we fit in this world of birth? And change the change we want to see in obstetrics, in patients' lives, in nurses' lives, in providers' lives. Where do we fit? And I was asking for the release of, like, what's our next steps? I think we have some vision on that. That's exciting. You'll know eventually. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, what we sense for the future is not a snap your fingers and it's done. And We are very much in this holding pattern of, and the ask is, I feel the ask for myself and for us as a team is to actively lay our hands and let them sink, be fully present and connected, and then wait for the release. And I think that applies for a lot of things in our lives. We want that immediate reaction. We want that immediate healing, that immediate response and that immediate impact. And I think there's a lot that happens in the waiting and a lot of, um, like it's, it's the pre-work for the movement and the release. Am I talking too much in metaphor here? I don't think so. I think it's great when you've laid hands, you are laying hands, you are letting it sink. You're stretching to that resistance. And then you wait in the resistance. Um, And this, I don't know necessarily how this applies to us with our patients, but I think about this for our life, that a lot of times we feel called to something. We want change. We want to, you know, we want skin to skin in the OR and the, the ask isn't force it to happen. Right. That and and honestly, if you force the tissues, what happens in our body in the fascial system, because it's so highly linked to trauma, is you add any kind of force and the body goes, "Uh uh-oh, sympathetic nervous system turned on, guarding, uh uh-uh, and there's no possible way for the release and why the intention is so important. And then the weight is so important is because within that time frame of the weight, the body goes, ah, this is different. I feel a stretch. Uh-oh. Is there danger here? And then you wait there for three to five minutes minimum for those releases to happen. And you time out three to five minutes, like that's a long time to just sit. And long time. in that weight, you, you go, I'm just present here. I am trusting that the release is happening. And then the release happens after that three to five minutes. And so in that waiting holding pattern, it's easy for the brain. This literally happens when you're doing this techniques. And then also metaphorically in our lives, I think in the weight, you can go like, oh, okay, but should I be doing something else? Maybe should I change up the technique? Maybe like, it's not right. Let me readjust my hands. The moment you release your hands, you are starting over that technique and that clock. And so the ask then is just be present, just actively. And you are engaging your muscles in that time in a very subtle way, not in a way that you're dripping in sweat, but in a way that you're actively present, actively waiting and not letting go, holding the vision, holding the hope, doing the work that needs to be done waiting for the release to happen. And I think, especially when we think about the dream that we have here, and I know a lot of you are on board with of the, the culture shift we want in obstetrics. It's like, all of us need to lay our hands on this. All of us need to be actively present, but we're in a holding pattern. The full release has not happened. The healing has not happened in our culture of OB. The healing hasn't happened in our own lives, you know? And and so, but if we let go We're starting over. We're wasting time. And so the challenge to all of us is be present in what you feel called to be present in your job, be present with your patients, actively lay your hands. That doesn't mean being lazy. That doesn't mean just going like, well, my hands are in the air moment. You do that. What's that? What good is that going to do in waiting for the release? But then there's this element of trust that the release is always coming. And that I felt the entire weekend. I worked on everybody this weekend. And, you know, even in the moments where I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, goodness, there's, I feel so much restriction here. Like, oh my gosh, am I, am I doing it wrong? Maybe I'm like in the wrong spot. Okay. Maybe I need to zone in. Maybe I need to be more present, maybe a little more pressure. Oh my gosh, maybe too much pressure. Maybe I'm trying to force it that my brain goes crazy. And the moment I calm my brain There's also an element of like the recipient has to be present as well. So flux and flow on that. But the moment I calm my brain and I just say, none of it matters. All I have to do is be present here and actively present here. Then the release happens. I hope everyone's really taking that part to heart. Cause I'm even like thinking like, if
1: I would have had this at the start of my career, I probably wouldn't have left the hospital and I wouldn't have gotten so frustrated and I would have stayed and I would have you know done the work in my mind of like, am I just getting mad at a problem and not trying to find a solution? And am I looking at the evidence? Am I talking to people about it? Like in a Mm -hmm. productive way, instead of like getting Mm -hmm. angry about it, you know? So that was really helpful.
0: And I sort of see there being like, if we're going to relate it to our role in the culture change, right. And in bettering the patient experience and in bettering our own lives of like the job we do, we all want to feel satisfied in what we do and live our best lives That the first step is being present there with the intention of connection and doing our best. The second step is consent. I'll just say that because that's like what we do. (laughs) And then the third step is to actually actively place your hands on the problem area and apply yourself in a way that's not forceful, that's super gracious, and that only your hands can do right? That like, I'm not called to like write research articles right now. Like, goodness me, that's like my nightmare, right? If there are people out there that want to do it, we want to work with you and I want you to do it and not me (laughs) because it's not, that's not my role in this big picture, right? My role is very different than Justine's role in the culture change. And so my hands, my specific energy, my, my actual hands bring potential for healing To this culture of this, imagine like the whole culture change being the body of the whole body. If we all lay our hands and we all are actively waiting, what are you doing that is actively contributing to the change in obstetrics? That could be as simple as the way you practice and putting your hand on the door and modeling that for other nurses, that for sure is going to mean how you train up the next generation of nurses. That's how you talk about obstetrics. That's how we talk about each other. That's how we loop in and, and hold each other accountable for things that maybe aren't okay that we're seeing happen at the bedside. Those are all ways amongst many of us actively laying our hands on the problem, but it also doesn't mean that we're forcing the problem. And I think so much of where I see the world of, a of like people that want change is there's this aggressive, um, like energy, I want change like like the whole world sucks, you know? And it, like, even that you feel my energy. I hope you do through the, through your ears <laughs> right now that like, I, like it's, it's, I my nervous system is turned on that is not going to cause active change and healing. And so instead it's this idea of just be present and trust that your hands matter and keep your hands on the issue. Don't lift your hands away. We, the body, meaning the, the OB, our patients, our worlds, and this could be very much taken out of OB, but this is like happy hour with bundle birth nurses. So like, take it, take it with a grain of salt, but let like, All of like OB needs your hands present on the problem and they need you to wait there. And as you feel releases happen, then start to move your hands and then you'll hit another barrier, another restriction, and then you wait there. And then together we create this like super fluid, little, super healthy, super connected system of how we treat families in the birthing process into postpartum and, We completely create this healing body of where there is no more restriction. There is no more, you know, obviously like that's never going to happen that like, but in general, we have this like healthy interconnected specialty where like these hands, they lay these nurses, they laid their hands and they made this happen because of how active they were. But that active is so subtle. All it takes is your presence and your consistency and, and the energy that you bring to the problem. This just turned into a whole nother metaphor that I was not ready for. It was really good. Justine, I want to hear how your experience was. This is all new to you as of like this last weekend. you've heard like bits and pieces from me debriefing these different trainings or being like, Oh my God, this happened or I got it. And, you know, or like, I'm totally in my head or whatever in my process, but, um, what are some takeaways for you from learning from fascia, whether it be like metaphorically or actually like physiologically?
1: Well, I feel like all my takeaways really just happened with what you just said to all of us.
0: Dang. Yeah. That was
1: good. Um, but I will say that the sit and wait, and especially with someone like me, that's really challenging. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really good in life and, but I like the actively wait, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just like sit and just not think about it. It's like, I am thinking about it. I have intention. I'm doing something, but I'm not like running.
0: Yep. If that makes sense. Hmm. Um, Why don't we go live on Tuesday? You're coming out here on Tuesday. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and this will be out on Monday. And so you can come and see, we'll save the video, but I'm going to show what a release happened, what, what a Ooh. release looks like. Like, and you're you're literally going to see nothing, but I'll talk you through it because like it's a trip because so I feel like some of this. Are we like, going to release you? No, I'll release you.
1: Okay. Because I was going to say you being released is a different story. Yeah, we'll no, save we that gonna, for Cancun. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to save that for Cancun. That's safe for like the quiet spaces <laughs> of my life. My releases um, elicit a lot of response, which can happen. Um, that's a whole other episode. So, um, <laughs> but no, we'll release you and just show like, and I'll talk through what I'm feeling because I think this makes a lot of sense to us because mm-hmm. we have felt the release. Yeah. And, um, I think if you saw it, you might be like, okay, okay. And then when you come to Cancun, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is crazy.
1: And tell all your family members to be like, I have to go to Cancun because I'm going to learn how to do yeah. releases on you. Yeah. I'm going to come back with skills. Yeah. I would say too, I think focusing looks different for people. So with Sarah mentioned that she has to have her eyes closed to be able to focus. And I realized if my eyes are closed, I will, my brain will go everywhere. And so I have to find a focal point. So there's little things. And even metaphorically, like this is all going to look different for all of us. Mm -hmm. And as we sit and wait, I think it's important to be, it's active waiting with intention. Mm -hmm not a, like, I'm just going to give up or I'm going to tune out for the next five years and hopefully like something happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, cause I we have people that do that too. Yeah. It's just yeah. being more well, intentional.
0: And you're not, then you're not a part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to yeah. be a part of the healing change and look back 10 years from now and see like, Whoa join the movement. You know, that's what we've been doing for the past years. And that's what so many of you have joined us on and think about what has happened. And like, even culturally, like everything in OB is talking advocacy. Now hashtag team underwear started forever ago, you know, and that's because of you. That's because you're talking about it. That's because you're listening to episodes like this and going to the bedside and and choosing to apply yourself, you know? Um, <laughs> like,
1: I got a message last night that was something like about the LeVon circuit, which we know works wonders. <laughs> but she was like, at the end, she said, thanks so much for, uh, she said, imagine how many p- patients you've saved from C-sections. And I replied with like, you helped save that patient right. from a C-section. Like, it's yeah. nothing to do with us. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's what's really important.
0: Yeah. Just Justine- because you're
1: not like on the, bund- like in this office Filming this right. podcast, you guys right. are the ones doing it. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And without yeah. you, I say this all the time. Like people will thank us. We'll be random places and be like, Thank you so much. Like you did this. I'm like, no, you did this.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: if you don't take it and you don't put it into practice, literally nothing that we do matters. Nothing. It does not time. Yes. Um Justine's going to post on Instagram. She's going to post. She's looking at me like, "Okay, what am I posting? <laughs> what am I posting?" <laughs> Something about this episode. Go find mm. that post and comment, "Where do you feel like you can be pro- actively present mm. in this culture shift and define the culture shift yourself. You know, obviously some of that I'll make very clear is decreasing morbidity, mortality, decreasing disparities, how we treat each other, removing obstetric violence from the situation, um, you know, increasing the humanity that we bring to our care where we're really interconnected and people are walking away, not traumatized, but healed through their birth experiences. And so, um, you know, that's my quick summary, but that could mean a lot of things that could be, I want to change the culture of bullying and gossip on my unit. So how are you going to actively lay your hands, meaning actively place yourself with minor effort, minor, this is not sweating, dripping, forcing your way through to find healing and release. This is I'm going to apply what I have, which are my two metaphoric hands on this restriction, on this discomfort, on this problem area, and I'm going to be present there. Act. This could be, waiting for a release. This
1: could be an interesting um, breakout room too in Cancun. Like if you're coming to Cancun and like talking I through leave it and like workshopping through it. I want
0: different leave that strategies. One. There's so mm-hmm. much we can do in Cancun. I'm like overwhelmed that we don't have enough time and I want you to have fun on the beach too. So um but yeah, if you want it, let us know in the comments as well on the post on Instagram. So, um let us know, connect there. We want to see how you're laying your hands cuz um it really will take you applying who you are. Every single one of us has that innate wisdom. We have the ability to release the fascia, aka make change in our worlds. Um, That may also be personal too, that maybe you don't have much for work, but you have something going on in your personal life that you feel like you need to intentionally be present in and um, apply yourself to. So let us know. Thank you for listening this quote unquote season. It's funny to call it a season. I feel like that feels very official. And we're like two girls in our homes just making, chatting up about stuff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) But 22 (laughs)
1: episodes, I'm impressed. Yeah,
0: yeah. and for us, like, you know, and we talked about this in the beginning when we did our little teaser episode, it was like, we just, we want to connect in a deeper way and social media is great, but these longer, more intentional conversations are really hard to have on social media Mm -hmm. and they're hard to access on the go. And so we really hope that this season has been uh, a helpful supplement to your personal lives and your professional lives that you've taken away some tools that you can add to your toolbox and bring back to the bedside, bring into your own personal lives that, uh, help you not only feel more equipped as a nurse, but also more whole as a human and reminded that your job matters when sometimes it doesn't feel that way based on how we're being treated or what our environment says. And so we believe in you, uh, we, We do this for you because we believe in you and we need you as a part of the change. And we're right there with you holding our unique hands and our unique calling into this movement, I guess. Um, But we need your hands. And so if you're tired, if you're overwhelmed, take a second that goes into that very first step, empty your bladder metaphorically, Um, adjust the bed, shake it out, go take a nap. Um, really do that check-in with your own body of what does your body need? what does your heart, your soul need so that you can stop at that doorframe and be present with every single patient. That might be the only action step and that action step matters. And together, that's where we're going to see this, this all shift and you get to be a part of that change that is coming.
1: Thanks for spending your time with us here
0: on this season
1: of Happy Hour with Bundle Nurses. If you've liked what you heard, it helps us both if you subscribe, rate, leave a raving review and share it with a friend. If you want more from us, head to BundleBirthNurses.com or follow us on Instagram or TikTok.
0: Now it's your turn to go and give the care that you would want to receive to your patients and treat your coworkers with love and respect, not writing anyone's story, and we will see you next season.